0: Good morning, and thank you for being here this morning with us. I want to start out by saying fathers and mothers are both important in raising a godly family and raising these children. However, this is a day that the world has set aside to honor our mothers, and I want to focus on them for a short time this morning. The truth is, godly mothers should be honored and praised every day. God has blessed this congregation with a, a large group of mothers, exceptional mothers, I might add, that take their job very serious. Raising children has never been easy, but I believe today, Fathers and mothers have a bigger challenge than we've ever seen before. Satan is working overtime, and he's competing for the souls of our children. And I just want to say to all you mothers I believe that you're uh, waging a valiant fight against the mothers, uh, against uh, the tempter. I want to talk for a little while about the hand that rocks the cradle. Until you become a mother, you cannot comprehend the amount of sacrifices that you will have to uh, do for your family every day. Too often our mothers are taken for granted. The truth is we forget just how hard you work. Husbands, speaking to myself, we think we work hard but if you think that you work hard, you ought to try being a mother. Mothers, we do realize that y'all have a tremendous job, and often we fail to thank you for it. In Proverbs 31, that chapter paints a, a really, a good, pretty picture of a godly mother And and wife. And I want to notice a few of the characteristics about that. Notice number one, he says willingly. She willingly works with her hands. This is a woman that's industrious. She rises up early to provide food for her household. She considers a field and buys it. And from the prophets, she plants a vineyard. This speaks to the ambition that this woman has. And it's all for her family that she does these things. The Bible says she guards herself with strength. To me, that speaks to a woman that is preparing. And she prepares herself for the difficult things that she's going to face while she guides the home. And then it says her lamp. Doesn't go out by night. This is a woman that is diligent. In taking care of her family. Says she stretches out her hand to the poor. This speaks to her generosity. And her compassion. Says she's not afraid of the snow. For her household, are all clothed. She doesn't worry about these things because she has prepared, she has diligently worked, and she has taken care of those needs. So there's not the worry that other people have. And I really like this last statement. Her husband is known in the gates. Now folks, without... The uh, influence and the godly life that your wife lives, the example that she sets before people, you think that doesn't influence uh, your uh, efforts? It helps you. And that's what he says. Her husband's known in the gates when he sits with the elders of the land. Here is a, a wife that not only is she devoted to her children, but she's devoted to her husband and she influences, uh, her influence assists her husband in his work. The Bible says she makes garments and sells it. You know, she's very enterprising. Strength and honor are her clothing. She opens her mouth with wisdom and, in, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat to the bread of idleness. This woman is not lazy. And I'm going to tell you, mothers cannot be lazy. Fathers shouldn't be, but mothers cannot be lazy because their job is never done. Bible says her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Then he uh, sums it all up, the bottom line. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. A number of years ago, Glenn Campbell wrote a song, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle Rules the World. I believe truer words were never spoken. The world discounts the uh, importance of a mother's influence. On her children. However the scripture reveals. That many. In, many examples. Of mothers. And just how much they impacted. Their children's lives. Paul mentions one such case. Of a mother and a grandmother. And the influence. From their faith. watched the way they lived. It was manifested in their uh, son, Timothy. Paul said in 2 Timothy 1, verse 5, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Timothy's mother and grandmother built, helped him build a strong spiritual foundation. On the other hand, the scripture talks about children that went on to do much evil. But in either case, the mother had a great influence on the direction that the children would take. In 2 Chronicles 22, beginning with verse number two, the Bible says in Ahaziah, was 42 years old when he became king, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother advised him to do wickedly. Therefore he did evil in the sight of the Lord like the house of Ahab, and they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. Here's a mother that led her child astray. She advised him to do wickedly. She counseled him. And he walked in the evil way. It says he was displeasing in the eyes of the the Lord. Another example in Matthew 14, verse 6 through 8. The Bible says, but when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore, he promised uh, with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. So she, being prompted by her mother, said, give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. Can you imagine a mother that's so wicked and counsel a child to follow in her footsteps? However, those two, th- two examples that I wanted to cite shows that uh, a mother can... Be uh, influence for good or influence for evil. But I don't mention these two negative things to distract from honoring our mothers this morning, but merely to show the importance of a mother's counsel and just how much influence that they have over their children. I believe a mother has so much influence over her child Because, simply because of the fact she she spends so much time with them. Children see the way their mother conducts themselves every day. How they handle difficult situations. When a child has a godly mother, they are truly, truly blessed. But a mother's life is before a child most every day. We live in an evil world, but I believe evil can be combated one godly mother at a time. Mothers, you play a major role in raising a successful God-fearing family. And I want to turn my attention to an example in scripture this morning. And as we read about this godly mother, I want to notice what great lengths she went to to ensure the physical and the spiritual well-being of her child. To pick up on the, uh, give a little background. The Jews was in uh, the land of Egypt. And they were multiplying rapidly. And Pharaoh that didn't know, uh, that arose that didn't know these people. Was afraid of them. Because they was getting, uh, the population was getting so big. That they outnumbered them. And they was worried that uh, they was going to be taken over by him. So Pharaoh decided he was going to put a stop to that. And he made a decree that he was going to uh, kill the male children. In Exodus 1 verse 22, the Bible says, So Pharaoh commanded his people, saying, Every son that, who is born... You shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. (laughs) Continuing in Exodus 2, verse 1. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as a wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when he saw that he was a beautiful child, when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could hide him, uh, no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river bank. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. And her maidens uh, walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. This is a truly exceptional story of a mother that was so devoted to her child. She's living in a time that's very scary. Pharaoh is trying to destroy all of the uh, young uh, newborn uh, male members or male babies. Can you imagine what a mother feels like whenever she knows she has a male son? And the decree was to kill that son. Jochebed was a very loving and devoted mother. She was courageous. What she did was all about her child and his well-being. Even if it put her own life in danger, she was a planner. With God's guidance, she devised a plan to save the baby's life. And she carried out that plan very well. The execution of that plan was impeccable. She was Moses' teacher, counseling him of the ways of the Lord. All the while as she was raising Moses for Pharaoh's daughter, so to speak. She was counseling him all along while she was raising him. Do you think that it was by accident that this mother strategically put the baby in this uh, little boat, put it in a? the river, so he could be found? There's no doubt that she thought, well, if Pharaoh's daughter comes down and sees this baby, the natural instincts would kick in, and she would desire to have that child for her own, thus saving the baby's life. Do you think that Moses' sister stayed by real close without being coached? Do you think that his sister on the spur of the moment went up to Pharaoh's daughter and says, Would you like for me to call somebody to to nurse this baby for you? I submit to you that that is not the case. I believe the sister was coached. I believe the plan was devised and it was carried out. Very well. This well devised plan took a lot of courage. It took a lot of faith in God to execute it. It was not by accident that Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter when he was older, but chose to suffer with his people rather than enjoy the pleasures that was afforded by being Pharaoh's son. How do you figure Moses come up with that idea? Like I said before, Moses' mother was a teacher. She taught him all the time that she was raising him for Pharaoh's daughter. Not only was Jochebed a devoted mother that loved her child, she planned for his success. She was his teacher and molded his character. Was she successful? Absolutely. God chose Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. Moses received the law of God at Mount Sinai. At God's command, he led the multitude of people through the Red Sea away from Pharaoh's army. Army. And brought them to safety. He led them for 40 years. In the wilderness. And after that 40 years. He brought the children of Israel. Back to the borders. Of Canaan. A land that was promised. To Abraham. Which God said. I'm going to give that to your descendants. We read about another mother. Her name was Elizabeth. Her son was John the Baptist and he was called by God to be a a forerunner before the Messiah to prepare and ready the people's heart for his coming. And no doubt Elizabeth was an outstanding woman. And I believe she was instrumental in in instilling this into her son. I believe she sought to do God's will. And she taught that to Timothy. I mean to John the Baptist. The Bible says in Luke 1, beginning with verse number 13. And the angel said unto him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John. And and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. John the Baptist had a purpose. And I believe his mother was instrumental. In helping uh, get him, prepare him for this. This was what God wanted. And he had, John was entrusted to Elizabeth. Because she was a godly woman. And I believe that she helped John. John. Be prepared for his job. I want to talk about one other mother. Her name was Mary. She must have been a truly exceptional woman. For God entrusted Jesus to her. God entrusted a savior for her to raise. Have you ever thought about how hard that would be? Here is the Son of God, and she is to raise him and prepare him for what he's, what's coming. She raised a Savior that would save his people from their sins. In Matthew 1, verse 18 through 21, the Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After this, uh, Mary, uh, after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid, to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Volumes were not written about these women. Nor was there any need to write lot of books about them to put it simply they were godly mothers they found favor in God's eyes and God entrusted these children to their care God knew that they were women of integrity dedication and had a deep reverence for him I believe these mothers realized that children are a heritage A gift from God. And they took their job very seriously. What greater tribute could be paid to these mothers? Jochebed, your son led God's people out of the land of Egypt. Out of bondage. And he received the law of God at Mount Sinai. Elizabeth, your son... Went before the Messiah to prepare a people and make ready a people that was prepared for his coming, for the Lord's coming. Mary, your son, will save his people from their sins. What about today? Mothers, what greater tribute could be uh, given to you? than for it to be said that you as a mother was successfully raising sons and daughters to be Christians. I can't think of a better uh, tribute to our mothers. As a mother, it's easy to become weary it's easy to get frustrated. But let me urge you to let these women that we studied about this morning inspire you. Notice how they persevered, how they stayed focused, and how they remained strong in the face of adversity, remember you play a key role in raising godly children. As you nurture, love, and pray for them, you have the opportunity to influence, teach, and shape their spiritual minds. Are the spiritual minds of those that God has entrusted to you. And finally remember your faith. And your influence is a lifelong journey. I want to speak briefly. To all children. Regardless of your age. Solomon said in Proverbs 30 verse 11. There's a generation that curses its father. And does not bless its mother. He says, listen to your father who begot you and do not despise your mother when she is old. (laughs) Folks, this is a shame. It was in Solomon's time. And he said, there's a generation that's doing this that will have no respect for their parents, That will even go to the point of cursing them. Whenever they get old they despise them. And it was a shame. But folks we're living in a time. Today. That we're seeing the very same things. And children if you can hear my voice. Think about these things. Don't forget your mother when she's old. Remember she gave birth to you. She devoted her time to raising you. She made many, many sacrifices for you. And they went from birth, they began at birth, and they went all the way to adulthood and maybe even further than that. She deserves your love and your respect. As I bring my thoughts to a close this morning, I just want to say, God bless you, mothers. We pray that you will continue to shine God's light in this evil and dark and broken world. That's the thoughts of the morning. We never like to close the service without giving everyone the opportunity to respond to the invitation of the Lord. Jesus says, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is the great healer. When you obey the gospel, which is the reenactment of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, and come in contact with his blood, you can have the forgiveness of sins. And every sin that you've ever committed will be washed away. Baptism for the remission of sins will, uh, will clear your conscience. Give you a clear conscience and it will write your name in the book of life. If you've obeyed the gospel but uh, the world has drug you down or the deceitfulness of sin has caused you to lose focus, let me encourage you, do not give up. The Bible says that Jesus is our advocate with the Father. And that if we will confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We offer the invitation to you this morning. If we could be of assistance to you, if you have a spiritual need, please come and make your wishes known as we stand and sing.